In August 2015, Gary Newman and Dana Walden, co-chairs and CEOs at Fox, met with journalists to discuss the upcoming Prison Break reboot. When questioned about the reasoning behind rebooting this particular show, Walden remarked that people are still interested in these characters. And she was right. Prison Break remains one of the most successful library shows on Netflix. What is it about these properties that make them so ripe for being remade? A cynic might argue that it's the result of a tired system relying on fond nostalgia to gather as much cash as possible from a sinking ship. But what if it were something more? What if there was some intangible quality that couldn't be quantified? This show is about the search for that essence. This is Still Interested for Curio. to Still Interested Fun Size. This one's a Fun Size Kit Kat edition, because it's coming to you in two parts. I don't yet know what that means, but we'll figure it out over the course of this hour. My name's, <laughs> well, my name's Ben McAllister, and I'm the left half of your Kit Kat host on Still Interested Fun Size. My name's Jackson Usard, and I hope together we can uh, take a little break. Uh, that's right, we were sponsored oh, by nice. Kit Kat this week. Uh, Man, really huge right. for us to get that sponsorship Look, in. Whilst that was good, I feel like you really left me high and dry calling myself the left side of the Kit Kat, and like I really thought you were gonna gonna throw yeah, a head under me there. I'm but sorry. But then you decided to do a different thing, so that's cool. Rather than stressing about that, why not uh, kick back and take a break with me? All right, okay, you've convinced me. Hang on, let me just um, <laughs> wait. I'm just gonna snap open this Kit Kat. Was that convincing Foley? I don't think it was. I don't I... have a Kit Kat anywhere near me. Yeah, what was that? Was that a bone? That... Did you like snap your wrist? Yeah, so hang on, let's try this one. Wait, no, hang on, wait. Oh. Was that better? It's sounding more like thick twigs breaking in the forest. Okay, cool, cool. What it actually is, is the, like, little flip cover on my air conditioner remote. That I'm, like, oh, down. nice. Honestly, yeah. the first one got me kind of hungry for Kit Kats, so... Well, um, that's I think our success. goal here, now that we're sponsored by Kit Kat. Hey, what are we talking about? That's right, you, you may have noticed if you're a regular listener to this show that this is a still interested fun size, I guess is what we ended up calling them. We've done two of these now, right? And one of them we called Millennium Edition, and then yeah. the other one we've called Fun Size, which I think is probably what we're going to go with. I think so. Um, I mean, at this point, anyway, it, there's a better sponsorship opportunities that come from, like... Millennium, but I think that's like, you know, we're, yeah, we're maybe yeah. like 18 years late on that particular train. It's true. Now, Jackson, it's been a week. <laughs> it has <laughs> been a week. Been... That's true. And as a result, you guys are getting a fun size episode, which is like a slightly different format that we do on the show where we look at, well, we look at movie trailers, the trailers for both original and rebooted or remade versions of the movies, and, and just do like a, a shortened down version where we try and see if. If the, 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 the new or rebooted remade trailer follows through and delivers the sort of distilled essence of the remake ability that we derive out of the first trailer. Yeah, basically it's just like cutting away all the excess right to the good stuff, the stuff that you care about, which yeah. is the, um, the, the deep analysis of single frames of, of, of a film, which is what we're known for, of really. Film trailers from 1958. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The way we do these, if you haven't listened to one, or if you haven't listened to any of the show before, welcome, we watch live, before your very ears, the trailer for the original version of that movie. And then we recap it, and we, we talk about the things that make it remakeable, and then we, we watch the, the remade trailer. So we're going we're gonna to do that, I think. 
Yeah, I think Shall we should. We? Yeah, let's. This is how we usually introduce the show. I feel like this is I weird. F- no, I feel like no, I feel like we normally do. We, we bring a certain sort of laid back uh, energy, um, particularly to uh, corporate sponsorship. But I think in general, with like our fun size <laughs> sort of approach to these episodes, it's sort well, of it's more fun. about like it's meant to be fun, you know. Well, yeah, it's not like the serious, rigorous academia of our other still interested yeah, mainstream that's episodes. Right. Um, yeah. in- instead, we're sort of like, we're stoking a little campfire here. We've got some s'mores. They're starting to burn. You better grab a little seat, scooch a little closer, and get that little marshmallow right in your mouth. And what are those s'mores made with, Jackson? Kit Kats. They're made of Kit Kats. Of- <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> sounds pretty fucking wildly yeah. good. Can you, you know eat what? Kit Kats? No, I can't, Jackson, because they have the wafer biscuits oh, in them. Oh, that's what I just realized. Mmm. I just, I'm sorry. I should have consulted you before taking that deal. That was really rude of me. No, no, it's fine. Heard. I've been, I've just been on selling the the dump trucks full of Kit Kats that arrive at my door, like yeah. piecemeal. It's a very slow process, but I am running like a Kit Kat black market yeah, yeah, out yeah. of my home. Yeah. Hey, um, you know what? Something we typically don't have on this show. Yeah, how's that? Oh, uh, the cross some, cross promo. Some dungeon <laughs> dice. Hell yeah. Yeah, dice rolling sounds. Jesus Christ, what are we doing here? We're having fun, <laughs> man. This is this is yeah, how we okay. have fun. This is the fun one. Okay, all right. Well, I hope you're listening and having fun at home. Christ, should we even do the podcast this time, or should we just keep? Should we just explore this prop and sound comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I've got you know how I feel. Things. <laughs> you know how I feel about prop comedy, Benjamin. I'm glad you've created an avenue for us to really just like I've, sink look, our teeth into. I've got a lot of fun things on my desk here that I can play with, and we can just like <laughs> see what happens. I mean, I'm not a coward. And, uh, if that's what you're suggesting, like we can, yeah, we all can right, steer well, in that direction. Have you got any fun props you'd like to play with before we start the show properly? Oh. Uh, I feel like I'm listening to a metallic water bottle first being blown over and then struck. Um, it's actually a, uh, a new guitar I've been working on. Uh, it's all percussion. Oh! Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> 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 Look, innovation is, it's a tricky business. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, look... <laughs> A guitar is really just a small set of drums that you carry around with you. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> it's a small, tiny. They're, like, they're they're very tiny, very long drums. Like you have six yeah. tiny long drums on a bigger drum. Like it's just yeah, percussion yeah, yeah, on percussion. Yeah. I think we should start with my movie, Jackson. Cause I'm very excited about it. I'd love you to. Okay, all right, <clears throat> Jackson. I'm gonna send you a link now. And you're going to open it, and you're going to tell me what you're looking at. Because we're going to watch this trailer live now, before we yeah. time. Oh, okay. So, uh, a couple things real quick that I'm loving a lot. Um, number one, back on the YouTube website, a personal favorite of mine. Um, yes. But we are apparently back in 1973 with Christopher uh-huh. Lee and The Wicker Man. That's um, right, my friend. Now, some of you will probably have heard of The Wicker Man, the 2006 horror film starring Nicolas Cage. Many of you won't be aware of the fact that that is a remake of an original movie called The Wicker Man starring Christopher fucking Lee. Ooh. So, we're going to explore that. What? What? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
my god. What a weird fucking trailer. Yeah, that was... I honestly have no fucking idea what that was supposed to be. Can you imagine seeing that trailer and being like, man, I gotta check out this movie? (laughs) I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, there was just... There was just no discernible structure or plot or anything really at all. Yeah, it was just sort of like they, and like, this is, you know, like, I can tell you from movies I might have even watched today, not calling out Casino Royale 1967, (laughs) but some films will, like, threaten you by just, like, taking a bunch of images, putting them together in, like, a little pile, and just throwing them at you. Just kind of tossing the pile gently to combine, and then just, like, just pouring it all over your desk, yeah. Yeah. Which is definitely what this... (laughs) Definitely what this trailer does. Absolutely. Should we should we jump right in with, with what's going on here? First thing that we get is some guy who sounds like the narrator from Michael Jackson's thriller. That was all I could get in my head. He's like, the funk of 40,000 years. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting some shots of like, uh, like a, a sun bunch through of... trees, a bunch of furries hanging out, and look, no disrespect, uh, yeah. but um, look, dude, it is 1973. Dude, I would go as, as far as to say... In 2018, furries is going to be one of your fucking draw cards. Yeah. I mean, just look at what happened to Zootopia. Like... That's true. Should should we say, having a whole bunch of animal-dressed people, kind of remakeable. That's the point. Particularly Maybe not in 2006. Climate. Yeah, but yeah, now. Yeah. Now, if they were going to remake this movie again, they'd have to double down on... Like, they, it would dude, be about furries. Dude, you could imagine the fucking Netflix reboot of this series... Like, I'm talking, like, American Horror Story style, like, full what, kink, like, sort of, like... Vilifies the furries. No, that doesn't vilify the furries, but is, like, very much pro-furry and that sort of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that sort of, like, uh, in the way that, like, American Horror Story does of, like, sort of, like, freak show and all that sort of stuff. Like, you can just imagine Netflix, like, rebooting, like, a slick, sexy version of this sort of tale. You know what I mean? You know, where I, you know where I think it should should find its home? You, YouTube Red. Ooh, it should be right there bold. alongside, bold, bold, alongside bold. <laughs> Cobra, Cobra Kai. Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, I'd be itching to get my fingers into Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, let's keep going. So, there's a bunch of people, like, dressed as animals, quickly intercut with a bunch of sexy young teens hanging out. Now, sexy young teens playing around in a field, just having a good time. Like, it seems like there's some kind of festival, because one of them is dressed like a clown, and they're just kind of, like, running around, like, screaming and laughing and having fun. Yeah. And it's rapidly intercut with panels that flick up on the screen that just say, The Wicker Man, over and, and over again. We then get to meet, um, I guess, the protagonist. I guess yeah. the protagonist for the film, uh, who seems to be this... Um, uh, trodden on uh, police officer who has come to a small town to, I guess, investigate a murder. But what, what, the way in which this uh, film or this trailer decides elects to show that is by having him run through these alleyways <laughs> and having like a, a, a procession so and busy. Yeah, and having a procession of old white people walk towards doorways and windows and just like watch him run past. 
Yeah, he's like so rapidly trying to get to town, and it's very funny. The shots. It's like he's running down an alley. He checks his watch. He turns a corner. He runs down another alley, and all these people are like walking up to windows, like looking hell suspicious. And then the last shot we get is just two people wearing cat face masks charging up yeah. to a window. It's so fucking funny. It's like you'd be forgiven for thinking that that cat face stuff was just gonna be like the first fucking thing, or like maybe that's gonna be a problem. Comes back. No, it's it's constant. Like there are people wearing animal masks all throughout just this trailer. The whole time. It then looks like he like jumps into a bar or something where there's like some sort of revelry happening. Immediately like pushes someone over and out of the way and just continues to like be running around and like trying to make an impression on this town, which seems to be like intent on pranking him. Which is obviously, yep. as we know, Benjamin, highly, highly remakeable. But we, ah. we, we we then jump to a scene where he moves into, like, a bedroom and there's a pair of, like, shoes at the end of this box. And it looks like a small child has been, like, be- like left there or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's saying, like, I'm here to investigate the murder of a small girl. And then he rips the sheet off and it's just a fucking it's clown a doll. Fucking clown. And it's so funny. And, it's like, just it's obviously... Clown. It's obviously supposed to be, like, kind of scary, right? Like, this will be, like, one of the creepy reveals. But this whole trailer, we should point out, is set to this, like, upbeat, funky Brit pop. Yeah. And it just seems like, like a movie about pranks. Like, it, it, <laughs> dude, it honestly, it honestly plays like a trailer for 1970s Hot Fuzz. Yeah, it does. It's like this, like, uptight London cop comes into this small country town and meets all these weird fuckers. Like, you do wonder if Hot Fuzz was maybe doing a bit of a Wicker Man Actually, thing? Like, I... Yep, Hot Fuzz Wicker Man. The film includes various references to the Wicker Man. Wow, okay. Okay, hang on, this is a new, a hot new style. Yeah. Okay, so, wow, it really is a Wicker Man thing. Um, yeah, it just says here in the, in the Wikipedia, um, the film the, the, also... Hey, includes- hey, Jackson, hey, Jackson, hey, Jackson. The Wikipedia? Hey, I love that. The film also includes various references to The Wicker Man in which Edward Woodward... That's a rough name. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. Edward Edward Woodward. Edward Edward Woodward. Oh, I can't even say it now. Edward Woodward had played a policeman. Edward Woodward. Edward Woodward. <laughs> so stupid. I guess that's the title of the episode, right? Um, Edward Woodward. <laughs> uh, Edward Woodward had played a policeman, tough on law and order. Oh my god, what a fucking rough name. Um, yeah. Wow, there you go. Okay, well, we, we don't need to dwell on that too much. Uh, so, yeah, it's a mystery. He, like, alright, that, that's pretty much all we really get in terms of an explanation of what this movie's about in the trailer. Like, we're 40 seconds into the trailer when that doll reveal happens. It's a 2 minute and 10 second trailer. The remainder is literally just this guy, like, wandering around town, seeing various weird things, and the townspeople just being increasingly weird around him. Yeah, like, definitely. Like, he, he, he goes into a classroom... And he, like, spooks out some children. There's a shot of, like, a, a guy, like, feeding, like, a live little mouse thing to a young girl, and she eats it. But then there's, like, another it's... shot of, like, um, Edward Woodward <laughs> being in front of the glass, just, like, looking at like, these are you, like, are you, you're, are you playing that up, like, or is that you trying to say the, the name as best you can? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best, all right, then. It's a tricky <laughs> name, okay? Um, uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's tricky. Uh, it's so funny. Like, what a name. Oh, what a name. 
Um, but like, there's a scene where he's like facing this like classroom, and he's just like, "You're a bunch of despicable little liars, you fucking little shitheads." Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's very funny. Um, also, like at one point, the music and the tone just like abruptly changes with no consideration. Yeah. So you know what? Like abrupt tonal shifting, pretty remakeable. Like, especially in a horror movie, like, an abrupt tone shift can have oh, some really yeah, significant think, effects. Like, you, you know, know, you coax the audience in, being like, don't worry, welcome to Prankville, this is going to be fun, friendly pranks, and all of a sudden they start bringing It's a fun prank with sexy teens, it's full of furries. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you go into this film and you're like, pranks, furries, my two favourite things, and then all yeah. of a sudden, there's some stabbings at the Boom. end. Um, oh, there is a time when he opens a wardrobe, I guess, while he's doing the investigation, and the corpse of a young girl falls out of the wardrobe, but it's very clearly just, like, the live actress playing the young girl. Like, she doesn't look at all dead. It just looks like she's just standing still and fell over. It's very funny. She well, just, like... Particularly because, like, like literally, he, he goes and checks on her, and she's got some, like, tomato sauce on her lips, and then he pulls back her hair, and she looks him in the eye and, like, starts yeah, she looks at and then laughs! Yeah, I know, it's a prank. It's another prank, dude. So we get this abrupt tonal shift, we get, like, this repeated image of this, like, the right hand of, like, someone just, like, banging against a bedroom wall again and again yeah. and again... There's like a um, what appears to be at least a half naked lady banging against a wall again and again with uh, Edward Woodward, <laughs> fucking hell, uh, just like just like banging on the other side, um, and then like it's just like f- like more furries, swords all of a sudden, people like having like hexagrams around their and neck, all and of this, swords. all of this intercut with the Wicker Man, the Wicker, the Wicker Man. Man, the Wicker yeah. Man. Yeah, like, every few frames, it just says The Wicker Man on screen. So, like, I gotta say, getting your branding in, very 2018, very remakeable. Like, showing the title screen over and over and over again, just to make sure that people know what the fuck's up. That's that's important. I, this is actually so stupid, but I just saw that um, the, the score for the film was composed by one Paul Giovanni, and for a second, I thought it was Paul Giamatti. Oh, okay. And I, I was like, man, what a career. Like, as a teenager, uh, he was like, fuck yeah, this movie, and then I uh, became an actor, but wrong person. In 1973, how old was he? That's an important question you could ask if you were doing a movie podcast. And see, maybe maybe he changed his name, and he was like a child prodigy. Mm. So he would have been six years old. He would have been a, a six-years-old man. And somehow... I don't think it was. So let's keep going through this trailer. This is literally the last minute is just like a bunch of like completely disparate imagery. There's people dressed as animals, a bunch of furries come back, they're running around, they have torches. There's like, oh yeah, okay. There is, the, okay, the one thing I do like, I want to give an MVP, because we see a lot of shots of uh, various people wearing animal costumes. Yeah. There is one guy who's in a clown suit, and like... I like his individuality, you know? Everyone else is an animal, but he's like, I'm going to zig in a zagging world and dress like a clown when everyone else is dressed like an animal. So you know what? When you stand up for what you believe in, you get an MVP, as far as I'm concerned. I love that. Now, the clown mask he wears is horrifying. So there is that to consider. But yeah, I don't know. Like, there's not too much more we can really explain here. Like, the last minute of the trailer is literally just, like, a series of completely randomly intercut creepy imagery. You would have, if you watched this trailer and you didn't know anything about this film, you would have no fucking idea what this movie was about. It's like, 
But I guess like you could sum up the movie by like a guy goes to a small town to investigate a murder and a bunch of creepy shit happens and it descends into chaos. That's probably fair. That is what happens, I suppose. Listen, we can we can spend all day like like talking to 1973 and trying to like really um uh, analyze that. But maybe Benjamin, the best thing to do is throw me a little bit of that 2006 magic so we can actually compare and contrast. All right, and really say okay, something Jackson. about the series. Let's watch this one. I'm very excited to see what Nihilus Cage does with it. And I hope you are too. Oof, the opening second of music I heard does not bode well, but let's uh let's give this a crack. Oh <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Like, it literally bears no what similarity. And an like, indecipherable trailer. I mean, it's as indecipherable, but it bears no similarity to the other one. Yeah, I mean, okay, so, like, let's jump right into it. For starters, this is America. This is not, like, small-town Britain. At least, that's the way it appears, because it's Nicolas Cage as a motorcycle cop pulling <laughs> over a fucking trailer, like, a, a family in a car, and the girl throws a doll out on the road, and he's like, uh, I'll go get your doll, don't worry about it. So he walks over to pick up the doll out of the middle of the road, and the fucking car that he pulled over just gets demolished by a rampaging truck, like, out of fucking no Nowhere. And then he gets like, he barrels the little girl sitting in the back of the car before the car explodes, sending him flying across the fucking, like, we're, we're 30 seconds into the trailer, like yeah. we're a quarter of the way through the trailer, and that is what has happened. Well, I mean, it's as, like, you, as you said though, like, uh, big tonal shifts is like a very makeable thing, and this film, like, this trailer really was like, we've got one for you. A big tonal shift from the previous trailer because it's like a quarter of it is devoted to something completely fucking off the wall <laughs> and like completely unrelated to the, the movie that we're remaking, so it seems. Now, we've replaced our VO with title cards, which I feel like is pretty 2006. Like, we get, like, a title card after the explosion scene. This is, like, a lost man. And then it's, like, Nicolas Cage gets, like, a mysterious letter about going to a small town to find a missing little girl. And the photo that's attached is the girl he saw in the car that exploded. Yeah, it's trying to do some, like, very, like, dreamlike stuff, and we're getting, like, some stuff, like, we're getting some, like, information very early on of, like, like, if you go find this girl, like, uh, like, my, like, like he gets, receives a letter from this lady being like, we haven't spoken in a long time, but I've lost my daughter, which is this, like, the, woman, the girl, it looks like the girl from the car, um, Rowan again, and it's like, if you go looking for her, don't believe anything you see or hear, or something like that, and it's like, I guess like a, maybe like a similar sort of thing to what, like, Shutter Island did, except, like, not as well executed, because, like... <laughs> Good God, is it a mess of, like, confusing, confusing imagery. And, like, in the other one, it was confusing because it was all these different shots of, like, furries and swords and, like, pranks and that Man, sort of okay, thing. that's another thing. They bury the lead on the furries yeah. in this trailer. There are no furries at all. Yeah, which is, like, a but- like, wild. I guess, like, 2006 was taking a break. But, like... Yeah. Like, it's, like, the reason why this one is indecipherable is that, like, the editing is far too quick. Like, it's so just, many like, jump shot, cuts. shot, So many jumps. Shot, shot. It's and you just can't like... even see what you're, lo- like, you can't even see yeah, what's you happening. you can't process it. You cannot process what's going on. Like, go watch this trailer, like, if you haven't seen it before. It's fucking ridiculous. And then, like, 
So, like, okay, 20 seconds occur where it's, like, Nicolas Cage travelling by, like, trains, planes, and automobiles to get to the small town. <laughs> and, like, the fucking, like, the, the VO is the letter that he's reading. It's like, when you go to this town, trust no one, don't believe anything you see or hear, but help me find my daughter. What I don't understand is, like, he saw this little girl blow up. Like, why is he going to this town to find... Like, what is... What the fuck? Like, he would be so confused. But he's, like, so congenial. He's like, oh, hey, how's it going? When he arrives in the town, like, I'm looking for this girl. Has anybody seen her? And, like, it... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, what this is This movie what is this also here? really loves using, like, like the negatives of, of shots. And, like, like, it's literally, like, they're on, like, Snapchat or whatever and doing, like, a negative filter and being like, ooh, spooky. It's just like, all right, like... It's trying way too hard. In some way, like, it has more of a sense of structure than, like, the last trailer did. It's like, I imagine the first thing we saw is the start of the movie, and then the next thing we see is, like, the Coldo adventure where he gets this letter, and then the next thing we see is him going to the town, and then the next thing we see is, like, some, like, him talking to some people in the town trying to find this girl, and then, like, just the very last part is where it goes off the rails into weird absurdity. But, like, there's a sense of structure there. But at the same time, like... I feel like, I don't know, I still feel like I have no fucking idea what's going on in this movie, just from no. watching this trailer. And I feel like I've seen bits of this film shared, particularly like the ending and so on, like a million yeah. fucking times, and yet like seeing this, like seeing the shots from the trailer becoming that is just like, just absurd. There's no furries, that's the thing I can't get <laughs> over. It's like, I really can't abide, to be honest. To- to their credit, in terms of uh, in terms of the, the Wicker Man, they do say the words "the Wicker Man" a lot, and it does appear on screen a few times. So you know what? They are getting their marketing in, which was one of the points of remakeability that they delivered on. And we get a final <laughs> shot of Nick Cage in a business suit, like jogging down a ramp in slow motion, and then just like staring slack jawed at something in the distance and then title card the wicked man like which i i love that kind of suspense you know i really want to know what he was looking at but ultimately like i don't know which of these trailers do you think was better i mm, listen part of me wants to say 1973 however like as much as i find it indecipherable like, I actually was more drawn into the Nicolas Cage one, which is, I think, you know... Yeah. Like, a bit wild of a thing to say, but I just... You, you know what I mean? I, I completely agree. Like, it, it just, I think it's just, like, modern editing techniques. Like, it was just a bit... It was just a bit more compellingly cut together. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, Jackson, I'd like to play our fun game with you, Jackson. Ooh. I'm going to spout some trivia about The Wicker Man 2006 and some trivia about The Wicker Man 1973. And you've got to guess... You've got to guess which movie the trivia is from. Ooh, I love it. Okay, 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 okay. You've okay, got yeah. it? You've got so it? So obviously I'm going to... I'm going to... I've got some trivia. I'm going to redact actors' names because it just gives it away. Here is the first piece of trivia. One of the main actors from this movie agreed to appear in this movie for free. <laughs> Which of those two movies, Wicker Man 73 or Wicker Man 06, uh, do you think it's from? One of the main yeah. actors? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the big, the, yeah, the big name billing actors. Oh, man. Um, yup. <laughs> 73 and bo- bonus point who do you think it was 
Icon 73 and Christopher Lee. Dude, 100% completion. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Because I can, I can so see Christopher Lee being like, this is like genuinely my kink. And so I'm just happy to be here in and around everything. <laughs> yeah. Who even is Christopher Lee in the movie? Well, I don't know. Because he's listed in the trailer, but I swear I didn't even see yep. him once. And like, you know who's not listed in the trailer? Edward Woodward. <laughs> doesn't, get, doesn't get trailer billing, but Christopher Lee does. Who yeah. the fuck even is he in the movie? He doesn't appear in the trailer. He's Lord Summer Isle. So I guess he's the second main. Dude, how does Edward Woodward not even get billing? That's so... That is a shame. Yeah, it's genuine. I think I'm going to have to... I think I have to give my MVP to Edward Woodward... Just to give him some fucking... I mean, like, would you mind doing a little where are they now for me? Alright, Jackson. Let me pull up Edward... Oh my god, dude. Dude, Edward Woodward was in Hot Fuzz. He had a role in Hot what? Fuzz. He played Tom He played Tom Weaver. I don't know who Tom Weaver is, but I guess they decided to bring it... Oh, that's so interesting. Man, I did not realise that Hot Fuzz was just a fucking... The Wicker Man, like... Not parody, but like homage comedy reference. <laughs> that's... It seems like it pretty much just was. Tom Weaver. Okay. Alright. He's not on the first page of cast members. Uh, Alright. He's on for you. He's on for you, Jackson. Have you seen Hot Fuzz? Uh, Yes, I have. Do you remember the line, if we don't come down hard on these clowns, we're going to be up to our balls in jugglers? Was that Edward Woodward? That is Edward Woodward. Man. And that name is still just so hard. Like... Yeah, it doesn't matter how many times you say it. It's very hard. All right, let's keep playing our trivia game. I'm going to give Edward Woodward my MVP just so he gets some respect. Yeah, Christopher Lee that's fucking fair. bumped him from top trailer billing. <laughs> One of these two movies was not screened for critics. <laughs> I want you to tell me which one it was, Jackson. <laughs> I mean, if I had to pick, like... Probably the 06. Yeah, dude, you did it. <laughs> oh, man. that's That must be... Like, at that point, how do you just, like... Like, how do you make a film and then be like, but don't come and see it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh. This is interesting, so it's not going to be part of the game. In the 2007 one, uh, 2006 one, a lot of the dialogue, perhaps as much as 80% or more is word for word the same as the original movie. <laughs> they just, like, took the script and, like, punched up one-fifth of it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Neil yeah. LeBute. Neil what a fucking hack. Okay, hang on, 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 hang on. I hope I'm not jacking any of your stees here, but I'm just going to read this one out because there's no way to, to, like, redact this and not make it obvious who I'm talking about. In February 2012, Cage gave a live web chat with fans to promote Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. When asked (laughs) what roles from his career he would most like to revisit, Cage responded, I would like to hook up with one of the great Japanese filmmakers, like the master that made Ringu, and I would like to take the Wicker Man to Japan, except this time he's a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, dude. Fucking 
That is so good. Like, I've long subscribed to the theory that Nicolas Cage is just fucking with people at this point. Like, like I, I, I genuinely believe this. Because, like... like, like I mean, the man won, won Best Actor. Yeah. He won Best Actor, dude, for Leaving Las Vegas. Like, the man, he has serious chops. He is a good actor. Like, he... There is no denying it. But he has done so much random shit. And, like... I think, like, he's really good friends with Sean Penn, and Sean Penn said in an interview, like, yeah, Nick Cage is He stopped just... acting in, like, 96. Yeah, like, yeah, he's just fucking with everyone now. Like, I just love that idea that he's just, like, talking to fans of his movies, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna make a Japanese version of The Wicked Man, but this time he's like... <laughs> Can you fucking believe, dude, that 1997 oh. had both Face Off and Con Air? What a fucking year for cinema, having those two fucking Nicolas Cage... Like, opuses. Dude, this one's gonna test you. This one's gonna test you, mate. Which of these two movies was Liam Neeson considered for the main role? Was Liam Neeson considered for the main role? (laughs) Yeah, dude. In 2006? Yeah, it was. I thought maybe he could be, like, a young man. But how... He's old enough. How old is... Okay, okay, hang on. How old is Liam Neeson? He was 23, dude, in 19... Oh, he was, like, yeah... He was he was a gro- he was a grown adult. He could have been in the other one. He just would have been a young man. He's like well, like would have been like what twenty one or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you see, you see old. that he only joined the Lyric Players Theatre in Belfast in nineteen seventy six, dude. Yeah, and so I'm like, sure you knew that. Yeah, and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you went for us because of your deep knowledge of Liam Neeson's amateur career. <laughs> I think this one's going to be, like, easy, but I still just fucking want to read it. Yeah. Rod Rod Stewart launched an attempt to block the release when he learned that his girlfriend appeared naked in the movie. <laughs> That's 1973, but I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what? so as funny. It, wait, as in Rod she was... She was like, hey, Rod, I'm in this movie. Oh, sick. Yeah, I have to appear naked. Oh, you are not in is that it, movie. I'm going like, to pull yeah, it. No, I'm, I'm cancelling that movie. Me, oh, Rod Stewart. funny dick. <laughs> oh, so funny. That is genuinely horrifying. Like, like, like imagine that. <laughs> All right, here's one for you, dude. In which one of these movies was there a dance scene that took 13 hours to shoot? <laughs> I'm gonna say 1973. Fuck, dude! How are you nailing every one of these? Because I, I'm doing like the deep intertextual analysis of both trailers, and like, like, give, given the amount of dancing footage they used in the trailer for 1973, like, you're thinking they probably had a fair bit of it in the bank. They're like, yeah, we can just use this. All right, Jackson. If you had to guess the number one plot keyword for the 2006 Wicker Man, do you want to just go ahead and take a guess at what that plot keyword might be? Uh, um, naked female? You know, you'd be forgiven for that, Jackson. You absolutely would. But it is actually feminism. Is the, is now, the now hang on a second here. For the now, 2006 hang on a Wicker here. Man. Right. <laughs> 
It is feminism. It's feminism. It is feminism followed by unintentional humor, matriarchy, matronizing, matriarch, evil woman, female chauvinist. So I am maybe starting okay. to get the impression that a lot of these were submitted by the same guy who has like a very like specific the same, problem. The same cabal, maybe. Of yeah, like- who have who have like a pretty specific problem with women and them yes. having major roles in movies and things like that. So let's, yeah, okay, fine. Let's let's just dip down a little, shall we? Uh, if you're looking for a movie that contains wood chopping, you've come to the right place. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a big acting audition coming up and i got to know how to do it properly, so we're, yeah. we're better to learn. Did you know, Jackson, that this, the 2006 Wicker Man, contains dream sequence within a dream sequence? Okay. Oh, no. Hey, let's, <laughs> let's, let's see what other movies are wood chopping. Because that's what I really want to know. Like, who's tagged a movie, like, a plot keyword as wood chopping? <laughs> the top one, the top one is Looper. <laughs> okay, a dream within a dream? No, no, that's wood chopping. Oh, so Woodchopping is Looper. Right. I think he said a dream within a dream, and I was like, surely that's Inception, right? Yeah, dream sequence within a dream sequence. The most popular titles are Sucker Punch, A Nightmare on Elm Street, An American Werewolf in London, and The Wicker Man. So, you know what doesn't appear is Inception. Right. <laughs> Bold. Oh, Jesus. All right, let's look at the plot keywords for 1973. I'm tired okay. of this 2006 nonsense. Do you want to take a guess at the number one here? Um, animal costumes. Close. It is paganism. Okay. <laughs> Let, let's go see what the top paganism movies are. Ooh. <laughs> Apo- Apostle. The Witch. The Ritual. All horror movies. And then... <laughs> for the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> What? They're not pagan gods, they're aliens! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, Some no. Christian dad has a real problem with Thor the Dark God. They're like, well, you know, these movies promote paganism. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Small community. Let's see what other small community movies there are. The Leftovers, <laughs> okay? The Bad Batch. And The Wicker Man. Okay, alright, not bad. Now, Jackson, there is a keyword frog in mouth, and I would like to know what other movies contain frog in mouth. Ooh, very intriguing. Now, according to IMDb, there are only two frog in mouth movies. So, if The Wicker Man doesn't do it for you and your fetish is frog in mouth, you're gonna wanna check out Baby Checkers, a 1940 animation short. Uh, about Grandpop Monkey opening a nursery with mischievous baby animals. So... I hope that does it for you. <laughs> the Wicked Man oh doesn't. Now, Jackson, this is going to be very fun for us to explore, I think, which is to look at the best movies, according to IMDb, with a surprise ending. Because that is one of the keywords, the plot keywords for this movie. So I want you to tell me what movies have the best surprise endings. Okay, okay. Um, Sixth Sense, is that up there? 
It's not actually. It's not even really in the list at all. Would wow. you believe number one is? Would you believe number one is Halloween? <laughs> okay. <laughs> As in, okay. So kind of, I mean, I guess a surprising end. There. Yeah. Yeah. We're ahead of the curve. Now, what is upsetting is that yeah. at no point did Christopher Lee appear in the trailer. That's part one of upsetting. And part two of upsetting is that at no point did he say, Caramel! <laughs> in this movie. Now, Ben, I and I, I feel it's a shame for us to like go, like to use this to summon this uh, darkness for a fun size rather than uh, a full episode. But I have okay. gone on to Brainy Quote, one of my favourite websites of all. Uh, and I have found okay. Nicolas Cage quotes. Okay. And now listen, I'm not sure if these are made up, but good God, um, there's things such as every great story seems to begin with a snake. Which is- <laughs> <laughs> I want that on my tombstone. Yeah, you have, I use technology for communication, but I don't have a Blackberry or an iPhone. I use an outdated cell phone, but I'm fine with it. Thank you for that, Nicolas Cage. I am not a demon. I am a lizard, a shark, a heat-seeking panther. I want to be Bob Denver on acid playing the accordion. Okay. He's just having fun with it at this point, I think. He's just having fun with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's no secret that I've tried to take chances in my career and also in my life, and I believe to not live in fear. Well, that's good, dude. That's that's good. (laughs) That is good. I do have one more quote. I do have one more quote I want to leave you with, though. Uh, Fresh Nicolas Cage inside. Sometimes people think I'm wearing a wig when I'm not wearing a wig. And then sometimes they think I'm not wearing a wig when I am wearing a wig. (laughs) (laughs) They don't think it'd be like it is. (laughs) But it do. Still Interested is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Ben McAllister and Jackson Usid. We are produced by me, Grace Chapel. Editing by Jackson Usid. Theme music is Anitra's Dance, composed by Edward Grieg. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Curio Network and at SI Curio Show. We'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts about the show, so find us on Facebook or Twitter. If you like the show, think about giving us a rate and review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It actually is really helpful. We've got other content on Curio, such as Alternance, where I talk with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them. Or How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, where we play D&D. Seriously, it's a lot of fun. Check it all out at curionetwork.com. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>